Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Lewis S. Black, coming to you with another podcast, baby. And today's subject is going to be about Kevin Samuels. What inspired me is my co-host from the Cuban Cigar Crisis, Buko the Great. He, on a whim, decided to talk about Kevin Samuels and his message and how he comes across and how a lot of people, mainly females, react to him. And, you know, as a part of the Cuban Cigar Crisis, sometimes I like to do what I call a tag team episode where we both kind of just address the same topic from our own different perspective on two different podcasts that are both featured on Anchor FM as well as other uh, platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and whatnot. So to me, Kevin Samuels is what I call if being misunderstood was a person. And one thing that I've learned from observing Kevin Samuels is this just like Ice Cube's son said when he was playing Ice Cube in the movie Straight Outta Compton, which is tell the truth and people start going crazy. I'm not going to get into a big autobiography of him because I feel like if you're listening to my show and you saw Kevin Samuels and you clicked on it, you know who he is, you know what he's about. And my boy, he's always good at giving a lot of background on people that he speaks on. But uh, one thing that I'll put out there is he's been on YouTube for a while and he used to really be off into image consultation and showing men how to keep themselves properly groomed and smelling good. He would tell you about your shoe game and your cologne game and certain things to wear which seems very age appropriate for dude because i think dude is in his very early 50s so if he was going after his um age group he dresses the way a 50 year old man should dress and he was showing probably guys his age how to get their grown man on so if you're in your 30s or your 20s and you can care less about wearing the suits and things like him that's your prerogative check with us 20 years from now when i guarantee you you'll be dressing different if you're not then you know something's wrong with you you haven't progressed and of course there was no backlash at all how could there be any backlash from the men when all you're doing is talking about how to get so fresh and so clean, clean. And then you can't really get any backlash from the women because they can look at it and be like, yeah, I do like a man that wears a good cologne. I do like a man whose shoe game is together. I do like a brother that can dress. He didn't start getting any flack until late last year when he decided to flip up his format and start talking to these women about not only how to get a man, but how to get a high quality man. I'm not gonna get it down verbatim, but his definition of a high quality man is a brother doing about six figures or more income wise. Um, He's a valuable resource to the other high value men around him. 
meaning he can play a part. Meaning if you take this high value man and put him around three or four other brothers, he can maybe be the brains of the operation or he can be the man putting money up front or the muscle or, you know what I'm saying, the mouthpiece or whatever. And then really to me, it's also a mind state thing. You got money, you're a valuable resource to your friends, family, and your rich nigga peers, but also you just have a strong mind. You have an abundance mind state, as the brother alpha male strategies would say, which you have that frame of mind that even if one woman rejects you, another woman will accept you knowing that if you get out here and you get to macking too hard you might have more women than you can handle calling your phone wanting to see you so you're never sweating one chick because you know that you can have any so these sisters they'll call up to his show trying to get advice and what dude is guilty of is he's guilty of keeping it real I'm never going to say too real because you can never be too honest. Even if you are blunt and you're brutally honest, which is what he gets a lot of flack for. But hey, it ain't about the past. It's about the present. And he is really toned down. I'm thinking that he didn't start necessarily censoring himself, but he has been more selective with his words when he deals with these sensitive ass women that voluntarily decide to tune into his show and call in because it's not like the phone lines are open as soon as he gets on the air like hot 100 fm whatever whatever in your local city he basically says i'm getting ready to open up the phone lines and start taking some zoom calls and these sisters especially the ones that have been listening to him for a while they know what they are in for so I'm up here like, are you a glutton for punishment? Because a lot of them come at him half-assed. Now, for some reason, I don't know how I got on to him because a lot of people that I get on to as far as these uh, dating coaches and image consultants, mind you a disclaimer, when I listen to them, it's not like I'm one of these guys that needs a whole bunch of advice on how to deal with women. I am just a seeker of knowledge and I feel like listening to guys like that you can always get a little bit of either information or confirmation getting information means these dudes are hitting you with something brand new that you never really thought of or confirmation they say something and it's like you know what I know I'm not crazy then I know that I'm not the only one that used to think that and I get a lot of that when I listen to these brothers and I only listen to the ones that are entertaining and just like alpha male strategies no one on the corner got a swagger like kevin samuels so um i was listening to him somehow for a long time before he went viral he went viral by a clip going off on world star which you would be able to hear when you listen to my boy buko the greats episode he actually plays the clip that went viral that just had everybody paying attention to him. Shouts out to Worldstar for doing that because y'all definitely helped that man with his bag in a sense. But the only thing I hate is just how edited the clip was because they took just what could come across as the worst part 
of the whole convo, which is when he told this chick, you're average at best. They didn't get into the whole convo of why they're even going there and even having this type of conversation with each other. And what really kind of chapped the asses of the female internet audience was when he told that woman, you're average at best. But it was a Zoom call. And when you look at the woman, she is average at best. People take average as an insult, but average is a real thing. There are some people that are just average looking. No matter how much makeup they put on or no matter how they cut their hair, male or female, they're just average looking ass people. And the reason why he addresses physical looks is because if you're going to have a show and you're going to be talking to women about how to get men looks. And I'm going to be very fair with this. I'm going to be very generous with this. Looks play about 80 percent. How you look in the face, how your face looks plays about 80%. Other 10% is your body. Body yada 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 slim face, pretty face. Megan the Stallion, she was very smart when she made that song because body plays a part. Body is about 10%. Cause some brothers like the uh, the fit thick. Some brothers like them slim fit. Some brothers like them slim thick. Some brothers like for them to have some meat on their bones, but for everything to be kind of toned and in place. Flat stomach, big old titties, big old ass, pretty feet. Then the other 10% is your personality. That other 10% of your personality, that's what's going to determine whether you are a side piece, a jump off, a one night stand, or girlfriend material, which can turn into fiance material, which can turn into wife material. So these women, they call, and like I said, they're not only just looking to get a man, because a lot of them, they can get a man, but they want a high value man which he broke it down and I'm glad he put this percentage out there which according to him is 1% of the population 1% of the population is making these six figures or more I'm going to commend him for keeping it real because trying to get with a person that is 1% of anything in the population is hard because what they fail to realize is this these regular ass women some of them will say that they're making six figures it's hard to argue because it's not like we can pull up bank statements and it's not like we know these females but a lot of them aren't making no six figures and then some of the ones that are he's brutally honest enough with them to let them know that a man doesn't care about your money especially a man that's making some money and to any of the ladies listening out there, I'll put my own tidbit in, even though this is this show is about Kevin R. Samuels. A harsh reality, ladies, is the only brother that's going to be concerned about how much money you're making. That's going to be turned on 
by the amount of money that you're making is two types of brothers either a the type of brother that's looking for a roommate that he can be romantic with and have sex with meaning he doesn't feel like living with some dude he doesn't feel like just living with some regular female that probably has a boyfriend and she's just looking to rent out one of her rooms he wants a roommate that he can bang he wants someone that he can go half on the bills with or at least split the bills up to where the high at the high ass cost of living isn't kicking him square up his ass right through the nuts and even this brother ain't as bad as the next one I'm gonna mention or a brother that's looking to live off of somebody a brother that ain't even trying to do that he's just trying to get in and be what I call Mr. Good Bar aka Dick'em Down Brown and he's looking to just woo you with his sexual prowess and just live off the land because you're balling You've been taking care of the mortgage in that pretty ass house, and he's just there. Them the only ones that care. Anybody else, your average guy that can pay his bills on his own, he doesn't care about your money. But these women, they bring it up. They bring up so many crazy facts to where the brother can't help but necessarily go off on them sometimes. And I'm not even going to call it going off because a lot of times it's him just telling the flat out truth. You want to get with a man that is 1% of the population. A harsh reality about these high value men is a lot of them are already taken. Taken in the sense of they either A, already have a steady girlfriend and they are so busy doing whatever legal hustle this is or illegal that makes them a high value six figure earner. And they're like, hey, I got just about enough time to be on the grind and to deal with my lady and to deal with my homeboys and my family and my kids. Or B, there's the high value man where if you get with him, you ain't finna do nothing but be one of his hoes because this dude is focused on his grind and he is being the most eligible bachelor he can, which means he's busy trying to fuck half the city and I'm not going to say necessarily trying to but you know screwing several women on rotation and then whenever he has a chance getting some more women that are giving him that high value high interest type of energy so you may think you got him but really you, you, you after a while when you look at it and you look at how often this brother reaches out to you and you look at how often you even get to talk to him and you look at how often you see him and what happens when you see him, you wind up being his jump off. That's the second one. Then there's the third one. Mind you, I ain't getting none of this from Kevin Samuels. This is me using some of that good old Lewis says black, AKA my, one of my new aliases, Party McFly, a playoff of Marty McFly from Back to the Future. You can also call me Party McFly. The third is this dude has got all of this money. And nine times out of ten, he's a handsome son of a gun. And he's got a little bit of a personality. He's probably already married. And either way it goes, you don't want to mess with that. 
Because either A, he's going to be faithfully married, so he's not going to give you the time of day anyways, or B, once again, you're going to wind up being one of his hoes. And I tell you ladies right now, you do not want to be a married man's hoe. We're not talking about a mistress. See, those mistresses, they get paid. They get broke off. They get a piece of that little lifestyle. When that man wants to make his business trip out of town, the mistress goes with him. And for the low, low price of doming him off and giving him some sunshine pussy, she winds up getting to hang out in New York with him or Miami or LA or Vegas or I don't know, Detroit, wherever he goes out for business, they get to stay up in that nice ass hotel room with him. They get to do a little bit of shopping they come home, back to their hometown, with something to show from hanging out with that married man. Because as the mistress, they've got some tangibles to show. They've got some red bottom shoes to show. They might get a nice little watch or some little jewelry, whatever, whatever, whatever. Your average chick ain't gonna get that. Fucking with a married dude, what you'll wind up getting out of it is a wet ass. And some married dude that only calls you when he's in the car five blocks down the street from his house trying to see if your time schedule can fit with him being able to knock you off real quick he can't spend the night he can't be over there for three or four hours on end binge watching snowfall with you on your hulu Cause he got to get back to his wife and kids and a lot of these women that call his show respectfully they're not trying to be in that category they want to get a high value dude that for some reason is sitting around here single and twiddling his thumbs and some of them have the logic to know that this dude has options but they want the high value man that's not really tripping off of his options, that's just conveniently single, that they can just get into a relationship with and then get married to, even with their baggage. Some of these females that call in, they're young with very little baggage and those are the ones that are eligible. And Kevin Samuels tells these women about that when it comes to the different age ranges. I'm not gonna get off into that because there's no point in me repeating this man's information because it's about my perspective and what I think about this man and what he's doing. But he breaks down when you're most eligible to get a high value man to when you hit the wall. And a lot of single mothers don't like him because when they talk to him, he's like, how many kids you got? And he's like, you got too damn many. Especially if this high value man wants to have kids of his own because as a high value man, he's going to have to pull his weight with all of his big dollars and be taking care of your kids that you had in a previous relationship from a nigga that probably don't make as much money as him, as well as definitely full-fledged 100% taking care of the child that is his, that looks halfway like him, that he put up in you. He breaks it down to them. So a lot of single mothers don't like him for that because he's not feeding into their fantasies. He's telling them what they need to hear 
and not what they want to hear. And we live in a society like that where people want to just be told anything. So if your business is telling the truth, you'll make a bag, but it'll be a very hard earned bag. And let's just say this man is earning his money. One of the big things that he does that gets women angry is something that brings out an insecurity, which is they'll get to talking about they want a high value man. He'll ask them their height and their dress size and how much they weigh. Some of the, a lot of the chicks that are mad at him are the ones that are built like little high school linebackers. And what I mean when I say built like a high school linebacker, I don't know, these kids are just all fucking mutants nowadays. But back, and we're not going to make this all about football, I'm just going to make a point. Back in the mid to late 90s, whatever you want to consider 96 through 99 or whatever. I don't know, I'll just say late 90s. Back in the late 90s, when I played football on my team, you know, we were kind of a fairly smaller team. So with me being five foot 11 at the time, I'm about six one now. With me being five eleven and me being 225 pounds, that made me one of the smaller, thinner D linemen. I had the height, but I was one of the thinner D linemen. Being five foot two, five foot three, five foot four, and weighing 200 something pounds, that was the size of the linebackers that were behind me when I was on that defensive line. Those two middle linebackers, they were both some short, stocky, son of a guns with a center of gravity. These dudes could pull right behind me and knock the shit out of the center and get into the backfield with me, stopping plays at the line of scrimmage. So when you call Kevin Samuel's show and you're letting it be known that you're five foot three, 200 something pounds, and I'm pretty sure that he's blunt enough where I think I've heard him say that you are the size of a fucking linebacker. Speaking of which, some of these women have the nerve to call up and get disrespectful. And there was one call where a female got disrespectful and she was around that linebacker weight and the dude called her Emmett. And just him saying Emmett, there's only two black famous Emmets and one is dead due to racism and the other one is a hall of fame football player that wound up getting three rings with the Dallas Cowboys and this dude was a short stocky son of a gun hard to bring down center of gravity and fast Emmett Smith even still that's not anything to be proud of matter of fact just for clarity just for shits and giggles we're gonna look up real quick on google how much Emmett Smith weighed this is gonna resonate more with the men because the men know what I'm talking about when I say that he was that short stocky linebacker I mean running back with a center of gravity Emmett Smith height and weight Okay, now for some reason they're calling him short, but he was 5'9". I think what it is is he was short 
compared to some of those linemen that were in front of him and maybe some of the guys on the defense but Emmett Smith five foot nine 216 pounds all right five nine 216 it's gonna sit a certain way because a brother like myself I'm six foot one and I'm about 220 something and it give me a little bit of size so put that on five nine and you've got somebody that's coming across a little stockier put this on a female that is five foot two five foot three and look what this is looking like you know what I'm saying a high-value man's not gonna deal with that he breaks that harsh reality down to him a harsh reality about a high-value dude is if you see a high-value dude and you meet his wife and especially depending on how old they are and she's got a little bit of size on her she's a little thick it's a couple of things number one she's got him emotionally because she was there on the grind on the battlefield in the gym shooting with him when he created whatever empire it is while he was you know trying to get drafted out of college to get into professional sports or when he first started up his own business from the ground up trying to get those business loans from the bank or whatever and then number two she probably gained some of that weight from having his kids and I'm talking about a situation where she didn't have another man's kid no him and her had their first kid together not a situation where he just met her on the streets and said I gotta have her these brothers they tend to go for women that are more in shape body wise I think that's the main thing that pisses women off with them and then it's the brute reality now at one point I wanted one of my talking points to be the fact that women will accept the harsh truth from other women but after seeing Monique come out here and I'll never forget she was in just the most polite tone really talking to her babies and, and she was calling the young ladies her nieces because they're young enough to be her nieces young enough to be one of her siblings kids and she really talked to them with this baby tone you really don't need to be presenting yourself in public like that wearing bonnets and pajamas we are sisters we need to hold ourselves to a higher level so even with her talking and sugarcoating shit motherfuckers still got mad so I'm gonna take that off the table which is I think if there was a sister if there was a sister out there named Keisha Samuels taking calls and giving advice to women that want high value men I think even if it was a sister and she was sugarcoating and talking to him like this it's the rejection it's the fact that you're telling these women on live air in front of hundreds of thousands or whatever that they can't have what they want. I think they would be talking down on that system and they would be talking cash money shit about her. Only person I've seen winning this game 
Because shouts out to the brother Tariq Nasheed. He no longer does the whole macking female advice thing. But even women didn't like him. They didn't like him. I'm not going to make it about him. But they didn't like him because of the fact that he was telling men the truth. He was breaking down the manipulative game. And that's one thing women do not like when it comes to these internet dudes. They do not like a dude that's out here putting brothers up on game and educating brothers to the silly shit. And they do not like a dude that's out here telling the honest, brutal truth. The only dude that I've seen just walk around damn near undefeated when it comes to the court of public opinion from the females is Derek Jackson. He has done so much catering and ass kissing and kind of borderline lying to these women that even when it came to his infidelity with his wife, it was sisters that still defended him tooth and nail. I'll never get off into the dating thing or whatever because I don't consider myself no guru when it comes to shit like that. I'm just a handsome dude that every once in a while I'll go out in public and I like to go for choosing signals and I peep choosing signals. And even if I code approach, I like to code approach a woman with some conversation and something to say. And I just kind of let the chips fall where they have. You know, I've, uh, I've done very good as far as my numbers, you know, sexually. So I'm very satisfied, but I can't sit up here and give, any, give anybody no real, real hardcore advice. So that's why I take my hat off to these brothers that on a day-to-day -day basis, they get up in their living rooms their man caves, their den or whatever, and they take the time to educate folks on what's going on with male-female relationships in this uh, black internet world that we are in. I have no critique on him. I would not be one to say tone it down or anything. I grew up around, you know, parents and family members that spoke their mind and gave you the raw and honest truth so i'll never be one to speak down on that i say kevin samuels keep on doing your thing keep rocking and keep telling them the truth because somebody's going to tell you the truth and i'm gonna leave y'all on this gym when it comes to the truth it's two different entities that are going to tell you the truth it's either A, going to be another human being that bleeds, pisses, farts, and shits just like you, or it's going to be the universe. And see, the universe has no control, no filter. It has no way of censoring itself. At least with a human, especially if the human can see how you're reacting to the message, a human can kind of fall back and not be as blunt. A human can see that you're sensitive and maybe tone it back on how they present the message to you. Or a human can see that you got a thick skin and you can take it and they're going to give it to you raw. The universe doesn't care. The universe is going to tell you the truth and the universe ain't even going to lie to you. So... If Kevin Samuels didn't exist, the universe would be letting some of these sisters know that they can't get a high value man 
by them constantly trying to get one and bumping their head because of one of their drawbacks. And that's a tough pill to have to swallow. One thing that Kevin Samuels is fair about is when he tells some of these women, because I've seen some, I've, I've seen some calls on YouTube where we didn't talked about it, and now we've come to the conclusion that you can't get a high value man, right? So I saw him ask a sister once. So why not just get a regular guy? Why not just get a guy that makes about 40, 50, 60,000 a year? And the woman, Lily, is like, yeah, uh, uh, but no, I don't want that. So you want one thing, and I'm telling you that you can't have that. But then you're frowning your nose up when I tell you about the things that you're eligible for and you're easily acceptable, easily accessible to. What that reminds me of is a person that comes to a car dealership and they've got some decent credit to where they can get something on the lot. They just can't get the top value car on the lot. They can't get that um, higher end fairly new Mercedes that just came in off of a trade-in. They can't afford that. They can't qualify for that. But they can qualify for one of these nice Toyota Camrys that's about a year or two old. They can qualify for that hands down. And this person doesn't have a vehicle. They caught the bus to the dealership. And because they can't qualify for the Mercedes-Benz, they would rather get back on the bus and ride back to the hood rather than rolling out in that nice ass Camry that is peppy on gas. If you can get that metaphor, you can get what's going on with a lot of the women that call Kevin Samuels show asking redundant ass questions. With that said, that's been another episode of the Lewis S. Black Show. Shouts out to my boy and my co-host of the Cuban Cigar Crisis, Buko the Great. And with that said, we out of here. Catch you on the next episode.
Let's be free. 